Welcome to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. Kintsugi Life is about learning, growing and strengthening from the times of adversity and challenge that we all go through. It's about valuing them as part of what makes us who we are. Right now, let's get into the content. Welcome to this episode of the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. In this episode, I want to talk about why it is that I think I certainly have this tendency and why I think others do too, to sometimes overlook the present and overlook the fact that each day promises as much as the next in terms of opportunity, in terms of the value that we can potentially put that time towards and why some days seem automatically to feel more difficult than others. It started with the principle that I seem to find in my life that I seem to just simply hate Mondays. Imagine, it's Friday morning, the start of my favourite working day of the week. I've been to the gym for an early morning workout, I've had a high protein breakfast, and I've even crammed in 10 minutes of meditation before it all began. I feel good. I feel really good. Fridays usually seem to feel this way. I'm eagerly anticipating the weekend and I'm enjoying the feelings of smug self-satisfaction from having built up momentum and a list of accomplishments through the week. I've clocked up a decent number of workouts and my Fitbit tracker tells me I'm ahead of schedule for active days. I've stuck to my diet and the cheat day, Saturday, is just around the corner when I'll cut myself some slack with the carbs and perhaps enjoy a couple of beers in the evening too. In work, I've ended the week with more things on the to-do list than I've liked, but I've achieved a lot nonetheless. The worries that I carried into the week, the things that occupied my mind before I logged on on Monday morning, and others that flew to the top of the list thanks to someone else's designation of urgency, have largely been dealt with. Through a week of consistent action, anxiety levels have been reduced, and with one more day to clear the decks a little further, I'm feeling in control, productive and fulfilled. Two days of relative leisure are looming, the reward for a week of toil. Life feels good. So why is it that come Monday morning, I know that I'll feel like I'm back to square one? Maybe it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, but I know that when my alarm clock goes off on Monday, I'll be consumed by feelings of overwhelm as I contemplate the work that requires my attention. My head will spin with the tasks to be done the meetings to be attended and the reports that I need to give and defend will have to be due. I'll feel familiar inner fears once I log on and see the additional requests that have landed from upon high from the esteemed leaders who can't resist logging on at the weekends. I'll feel physically back to square one also, a small pang of guilt for having overindulged on cheat day. In spite of having worked out over the weekend, I'll have a nagging sense of starting over again. This will be helpfully reinforced by my Fitbit that will have reset its counter back to zero for the week. Zero workouts in the bank, zero kilometres walked or floors climbed. Everything to be done, all wins to be claimed once again. In short, Monday mornings suck. In a recent team meeting at work, we went through an exercise of charting the highs and lows of our week, and it seems that I'm in a minority of one. Most people seem to start the week brimming with optimism, viewing a new week as a chance to make difference and to bring about the results they desire. For the most part, their week seems to seesaw between highs and lows, 
usually ending on the same crest of a high on a Friday night I enjoy. Is either way of viewing the world right or wrong, I ask myself. Who's to say? All I know is that I find it unsettling, and the more I recognise this trend, the more insidious its effects seem to be becoming in my life. It's got to the stage now where my sleep on a Sunday night is invariably of poor quality and insufficient volume as I spend my time tossing and turning, with repetitive to-do lists scrolling through my mind. Why do I view the week in this way? As Ryan Holiday recently pointed out in an article of his that I read, it's all down to me to choose how I view and use my time. He cites a strand of Stoic philosophy embedded in a statement from Marcus Aurelius, who said, you could be good today, but instead you choose tomorrow. Whether we're delaying happiness, inner peace, gratification, resolve, self-discipline, satisfaction or fulfilment to tomorrow, or choosing to bring them forth to today, is fundamentally in our hands and is a choice that we own. It's a direct result of the actions we take and the decisions we make. So am I simply choosing this viewpoint and being the cause of my own problems? It seems to me that I most certainly am. Living for the weekend. We're all aware of the dangers of living in this state of mind, where Monday to Friday are days to score off the calendar until two days of precious leisure can be ours to enjoy. Unfortunately for many, it's not something they have the choice to opt out of. Many others don't even enjoy that much leisure. It seems to me there's a certain cruel irony that most spend 40 or more years working five days each week to enjoy the weekends as well as a few public holidays and 10 or 12, 20 days of vacation. This annual pattern sees them through to retirement when they've hopefully accumulated enough money and are still able enough of body and mind to enjoy a few years of leisure. Those of us who've bought into the rhetoric of personal development gurus and the messages broadcast by lifestyle entrepreneurs and social media influencers alike feel compelled to view such a life with cynicism and scorn. They tell us we should be hustling and grinding as we turn our passion into our profession. We should feel driven to devote every available second to our calling, using every moment for its greatest benefit and return as we pursue our goals relentlessly. In their view, we should live our dream life every single day. When I look at how far I am from really achieving this state, as much as I'm grateful for my current situation and feel satisfied with much about my life, it seems even harder to bear. It would be far preferable to punctuate life with a series of mini-retirements scattered through the years. Even better would be to not feel a sense of living for the weekend, like the working week is something you've just got to get through. And yet how many of us live with this mindset, even if we, like I do, enjoy our work? I wonder if it's something that we're conditioned towards from an early age. I can only assume so, as I recall a similar sense about school. I'd count down the school days to the weekend, and the weeks until the next school vacation. I'd feel anxious on a Sunday night in anticipation of the new school week. And so the pattern was formed. Again, this is said as someone who enjoyed school, and who did okay at it too. The Dream My parents are a few years into a well-deserved retirement most of which is spent pursuing their passions for gardening and travel. They often joke that they struggle to remember what day of the week it is, and I suspect that this would be the optimum way of viewing life throughout our days and not just in retirement. Not delaying gratification, but instead gratefully and consciously taking gratification as it arises, naturally scattered through each and every day. So is there a method for change? 
Well, a big part of my working towards the emotions and rigours of the week and the gradual taming of my mind as the days progress isn't simply about edging closer to the weekend. It has as much to do with employing the same simple core principles that I underpin my life with. First, taking action towards things that are troubling me. There's no substitute for taking action to improve a situation, rather than procrastinating and worrying and doing nothing. Whether your actions yield results or not, at least we're trying. Striving for discipline and resilience in all that I do. It often takes a couple of days to revive or boost these facets of my life, but once I'm in the habit of executing the workout when I've said I will, or of front-loading my work calendar with the high-stress and high-impact tasks, I then get in the habit of dealing with the difficult things up front and feel better for it. The third tactic is to adopt structure and habits to bring order to the chaos. I benefit from order and routine in my life, as do many. The paradox is that my weekend routine usually excludes journaling and meditation which would normally be used to bookend my day the rest of the week. I've spotted a pattern that it's in letting these principles slide from my life at weekends that I seem to bring about the metaphorical collapse that contributes to my Monday morning malaise. It's good to relax and to prioritise leisure and recreation over goal-focused action, yet it seems that by taking my foot off the gas entirely, my progress stalls to a halt and so I inevitably feel like I'm starting from scratch as I pick up the pursuit of my goals once again on a Monday morning. I'm not about to start logging on to my work email at weekends, but perhaps there's something to be said for a bit of time spent reflecting on the week's progress past and preparing for the week ahead so that this part of my mind doesn't shut down completely. A relaxation of discipline is fine, maybe, but perhaps I'm doing myself a disservice by allowing myself a few perceived indulgences over the weekend. While well meant, these may also serve to knock me off track more than is helpful. An abandonment of dietary abstinence in the form of a cheat day and not setting my alarm clock on Saturday and Sunday mornings may be good in their own ways. Perhaps, though, more effective a means of achieving the same ends might be to adopt a more moderate dietary regime through Sunday to Friday. Instead of catching up on missed sleep at the weekends, perhaps I'd do better maintaining a consistent sleep pattern seven days a week. The abandonment of good habits and positive practices can't be, can be a good thing, and at times it is, is helpful to restore your faith in what you, why you're doing them. That said, it seems obvious as I write it down and as I talk about it, that stopping two of the core habits that bring peace, serenity, order and comfort in my life and then stopping them at weekends brings discomfort through their absence. Stopping journaling and meditation at weekends is clearly part of the problem. I have to remember that ultimately in my life, and in your life too, the buck stops with you or with me. So it helps me to really reach a conclusion on this point, which is that the effects that I see in my life are a direct result of what I do, the actions I take, and how I react to the circumstances and changing situation around me. I can respond to the demands made of me in my work by taking action, or I can seethe with resentment at the ridiculous and unreasonable requests that come from leadership. I can feel frustrated at the lack of progress towards my goals, or I can take steps to reach them, consoled by effort alone. I can make, maintain the good habits and positive practices more consistently through the week and the weekend and reap the benefits, or I can abandon with my resolve at weekends and deal with the consequences. Finally, I can view each day as an opportunity to make progress, 
to enjoy the satisfaction of achievements and treasure the moments of serenity and joy within each. Or I can classify some days as a chore and prize others as my time. It all comes down to me. It's all in my hands. And so at that point, I'd recommend to you that you consider whether you're really treating some days as a chore and some days as your reward. And perhaps if that model isn't leading to a satisfaction and a sense that you're enjoying all of your life, then perhaps there's a balance to be redressed. I hope you found that thought provoking and interesting and helpful perhaps. And if you know someone who might benefit from it, perhaps someone who's a bit of a workaholic who has trouble winding down, then maybe you'll see fit to pass this on to them. In the meantime, this is Toby Hazelwood with Kintsugi Life saying goodbye. You've been listening to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. You can email me on toby at tobyhazelwood.com. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love for you to leave me a positive review if you feel unworthy of one. And I'd also love for you to share this with anyone else who you think might benefit from the content. Until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood saying goodbye.